Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Brew of a Kind. I'm Katie. And I'm Jordan. And this week we're coming at you with some spooky stories for spooky season. I'm so excited for this one. Yeah, I don't know what these are, and I'm going to be reacting today. But before we get into that, let's talk about our brew of the day. Oh my God, y'all. It has been a wild day. And today I am taking it a different direction with my brew of the day. And I am drinking a simply spiked lemonade because after the lead up to this episode, I needed something to take the edge off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little background. Um, Sage, my dog, you all have probably heard her and heard of her in past episodes, decided that when I let her outside to get some energy out before we start recording, she was going to run back into the muddy creek. And she's a white dog. Not that it would be any different if she was any other color, but she came out of that creek like almost pitch black. So I don't have a bathtub and had to run her to the pet store to wash her before we could record. <laughs> and all of the stress entered my body all at once. Yep. So Katie went and took Sage to, ba to bathe, and I stayed and cleaned the bathroom and everything up, so it was less stress. <laughs> oh, my God. And then I felt so bad after yelling at her. We were driving back, and she's sitting in the back seat, and I didn't roll her window down like I normally do. And I look back and she's just pathetically got her little head just like leaned against the window with this absolutely pathetically sad puppy dog face on. And I cried. <laughs> and I, I rolled her window down because I felt like I was a mean mom. You're not a mean mom. <laughs> These animals are manipulators. Oh my God. <laughs> She is just such a handful. I swear, sometimes <laughs> it's like having a toddler. Oh, but yeah, I'm drinking now because I deserve <laughs> to. Absolutely. <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and start this episode off actually with an update from our last episode. So in our last episode, we had a story that was titled, Today I Fucked Up. I Thought a Cute Guy Was Ghosting Me only to find out I was actually ghosting him. So if you do not recall, in this one, this guy and girl, they met at a party and they really hit it off well. And at the end of the night, she ended up giving him her phone number and then he just never got back to her. And she was really kind of hung up on him and curious why he didn't reach out because they really connected so well. And um, she ended up looking him up on LinkedIn, I believe. And they found each other and connected and found out that she put her phone number in his uh, phone the wrong way. She just clicked one number off, which is so easy to do. Right. Absolutely. So um, the story ended up really cute with them making a date. But now we have an update from their date. I'm so excited. Oh, I can't wait to read this. A year ago, I met a cute guy at a party, accidentally gave him the wrong number, and then found him again on LinkedIn. The last post stopped at the point where I had now given him my correct phone number. We decided for our first date to walk around a park near the city and then grab a drink. 
I was anxious as soon as the date was set. Besides the normal first date jitters, I also carried the secret that I had posted the story of how I reconnected with him on Reddit. Some 35,000 people had upvoted it. Thousands more had seen it. I needed to tell him about the Reddit post, but I was scared of how he would react. He probably already thought I was weird for looking him up on LinkedIn. I had no idea if he would see me posting our story on Reddit as a breach of his privacy or attention seeking or just plain weird. The day of our date, I waited for him by a park fountain. When I saw him walking towards me, my heart skipped. I got made fun of in my last post for how much I complimented this guy's smile, and I don't even care. Seeing him smile made me immediately happier. It also made me even more worried that I had messed up even the possibility of us becoming a thing by posting our story for the world to see. We walked around the park and sat to talk under a pair of trees. It was a beautiful late summer day. I found myself holding his hand. Aww, that sounds so sweet. <laughs> right? Slowly, we headed to the nearby bar, and by this time, I was shaking. When I got my drink in hand, I took a few sips, and the words tumbled out. I thought our reconnection story was funny, so I posted it to Reddit. I had gotten maybe 20 upvotes on anything I had ever posted before. So I expected much the same. Then I started to get dozens of notifications from hundreds of people commenting on the story. A friend sent me the post because they thought I'd enjoy it. My sister called and asked if I had written it because she recognized my writing style. A newspaper wrote an article about it. The post had taken on a life of its own. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Then I showed him the Reddit post. He read it quietly. When he was done, he stood up, came over, and gave me a kiss. Aww. <laughs> With that, I breathed the biggest sigh of relief. I learned he himself uses Reddit and thought the post was sweet. The rest of the date, we read the comments together and laughed about the whole thing. Honestly, like, what a great date. So like cute. <laughs> <laughs> Later that week, he came over to my apartment and we cooked dinner together and talked more. Our conversation turned to the fact that neither of us liked casually dating multiple people at the same time. We didn't know exactly what this was yet, but we knew we already liked each other. With that, it seemed we were dating. Aww. The first few weeks of dating sped by, filled with apple picking, hiking, and mini soup dumplings. Oh, I like chills. How sweet. <laughs> I love that. I want that. I learned at late night karaoke that he has a beautiful singing voice and he learned that I definitely did not. <laughs> I told a friend later that we were dating and she asked, yes, but is he your boyfriend? Evidently, this new world of constant casualness, you could be monogamously dating just for the fun of it, but becoming a boyfriend or girlfriend meant you saw this person as someone really important. Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about that in the last episode. In previous relationships, I have felt like I was supposed to wait until the guy said he wanted to be with me, and it would look desperate to say I love you before the guy did. This relationship felt different. There was no feeling that he was waiting to text me back to look cooler or more unavailable. There was no avoidance of talk about the future. It just felt like two people who were enjoying learning about each other. 
which in turn made me feel comfortable being open and honest with him. So after six weeks of dating, but maybe not being my boyfriend, I wrote my feelings down on a card and asked him to be my official boyfriend, and he accepted. The rest of the year has been filled with adventures to foreign places where I proceeded to get us lost twice in a place after dark with no streetlights. So sorry about that one, babe. And many trips to the grocery store that were thankfully a little less tumultuous. We've danced late into the night at concerts and cuddled in bed watching TV. We just finished Avatar The Last Airbender, the animated series. I've fallen asleep on his chest to the sound of the pattering rain. My last thoughts at the brink of sleep that I have never felt so safe. Oh my gosh. How (laughs) sweet is this? I've woken up next to him and looked over at his face that looks so young and relaxed in sleep. But the hair that falls over his face already has some gray in it. Seeing this fills me with sadness that our time together on this planet is finite. Over the last year, he has shown a thousand small ways that he is not only a great boyfriend, but a thoughtful friend and a caring son. My friends and family love him, and that makes me love him all the more. He always makes me feel heard and seen and builds me up in a way that makes me feel like the best version of myself around him. He is brilliant and competent at his job, which is sexy as hell. He's serious enough to have his finances in order, but will still let loose and do silly dance moves with me while we're cooking breakfast. He is very clean, so I have never once felt that I shouldered the burden of housekeeping. I'm actually messier than him and have put a lot of effort into being cleaner out of respect. Not once has he raised his voice and throughout the whole year, I don't think we've gotten into an argument. This relationship feels healthy and happy and calm. I got a few comments from my last post that looking up someone on LinkedIn when they haven't texted is crazy. Please know that if he had turned me down on LinkedIn, I would have respected this and not contacted him further. It is just within a few hours of meeting this man. He felt inexplicably important to my life. I'm glad I trusted my gut to try and find him. This last part is to my boyfriend, who wanted to be surprised by what I wrote. Over the last year, you have become my favorite person and my best friend. I am so grateful that I met you and grateful for each day I get to wake up next to you. I can't wait to see what this year brings for us. I love you very much. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. Oh. I'm gonna die. Oh. <laughs> like this is what we all want. How beautiful. I love that so much. I'm so glad that this story had such a happy ending. I know. A story about ghosting. It, a- episode about ghosting and it ended up this beautiful <laughs> right i hope the next update they're like getting married it's right? so like congratulations please, we we love you please please update us on every step of your life we want to know when your firstborn comes <laughs> yeah like tell us when you get your pets like we want to know everything we're part of the family now absolutely invite us to christmas please we just want to live vicariously through you <laughs> We will bring the Red Flags uh, card game, which is so fun. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. But yeah, so um, I hope you all enjoyed that little update as much as we did. And with that, I guess we can start getting into our spooky stories for the day. Yes, I cannot wait. Let's go.
All right. And with that, our first story comes from the True Scary Story subreddit. And it was posted by R. Gray Sauce. And it is titled Horrifying Quarantine Experience. That sounds like all of 2020 for us. <laughs> I was upstairs in my room one night playing video games with the volume really loud when I thought I heard noises coming from downstairs. I muted the TV and listened closer. Nothing. I resumed playing the game for another hour when I heard it again, only louder. I was sure I heard it this time and was a little freaked out. To assure myself, I went downstairs to the basement where I thought I heard the noise coming from. As soon as I opened the basement door, I was hit with a cold breeze. I went downstairs and saw the window wide open. I was 100% sure I had closed and locked all the windows in the house. I was ready to make a run for it when something stopped me. I turned around and for the first time noticed the closet door was slightly cracked open. I stood for what seemed like 30 minutes in front of that door debating whether I should open it. I moved closer and put my hand on the doorknob. All of a sudden, I heard a creepy crackle coming from inside the closet. What? I have never run faster up a flight of stairs before. I locked the door and called the cops, who had an unusually fast response time. They came in and searched the house, and not even five minutes into their search, I heard a gunshot from downstairs. <gasps> oh my god. A few minutes later, they came out with a deranged-looking man, probably homeless. They put him in the back of the car and told me they had opened the door and the man was holding a gun and shot at them and missed. He luckily missed the cops and the cops disarmed him and arrested him. The scariest part was how close I was to opening that door and likely being murdered. Holy shit. Coming out strong. Wow. This, this is like one of my worst nightmares. Same. Absolutely same. Like, whenever I hear a noise, I'm like, oh, my God, what if someone's in my basement? Right. Well, and, like, that was one of the hardest adjustments to, like, living alone. Because, like, before, let's see, I think I lived in my own apartment for about three months after I lived out of my, or moved out of my parents' house before I moved in with my partner at the time. And... So, you know, in the last year, I've had to adjust to living alone. And that is something that, like, I lay in bed sometimes and just think, like, did I lock the doors? What if I wake up in the middle of the night and there's, like, somebody standing over me? Like, I just have these thoughts of somebody, like, creeping into my house. So this is my actual worst nightmare. <laughs> I'm so glad I picked, like, the scariest thing for the first story. And you're going to go home and leave me here tonight. And I'm going to be, like, double, triple, quadruple checking all of well, all two of my closets. <laughs> Good luck fitting in the one in my living room, bro, because it is packed. Cool. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. That's terrifying, though. But, yeah, this is something that really, like, it scares me, too, to think about this. And, like, I've never lived on my own, like thinking about that like i've never had to think about like what do i do if i'm alone yeah. if i hear something scary in the middle of the night i'm like waking derek up and i'm like go check that noise <laughs> i know i know well it's like a few weeks ago um i was passed out and both the girls were in bed with me and sage like got up out of bed and came into the living room and um i don't know what happened i think what happened was i had like a um 
Halloween decoration hanging on the wall that fell off because I have them up with like these cheap Dollar Tree hooks. Apparently the adhesive on them is not like sticking to my walls very well because they keep falling off. But it like fell off and hit the light switch right below it, turning the light on and crashing to the floor. And all three of us freaked out. And like, I was ready to come out here and fucking fight somebody. <laughs> I was like <laughs> thinking of like the closest weapon I could find. Cause I was so scared. I walked out here, the lights on, that was what freaked me out the most. I was right. like, I know that light was off when I went to bed. And it took me a while to put it together. I thought maybe Sage jumped on the back of the couch and like hit the light switch or something. Um, it took me a while to put together what actually happened, but that was freaking terrifying. So yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that being scary. Like it's just a loud noise jolting you awake in the middle in of the, the night. In the middle of the night. And then Ugh. you come out and the lights on and you're like, What in the world? Right, <laughs> like right. I'm like checking the doors. Are the doors locked? Is right. are the windows closed? Like I psyched myself out once too because um my bathroom has two different light switches because it's got a door that goes into my bedroom and a door that goes into the hallway. And I never use the light switch that's over by the sink. I always use the one on the wall next to the door um, that goes into the hallway. And so for a few days, I noticed randomly that the light would turn on the opposite direction. I'd have to flip the switch down to turn the light off or turn it on. And I was like, what is happening? I never use this other light switch. Is somebody coming into my apartment and using the wrong light switch? And then I was like, is it haunted? I mean, this place is only like five years old. <laughs> so I was like, who's messing with me? And then like one day I found myself absentmindedly using the switch that was by oh. the sink. And I was like, I'm psyching it myself out. <laughs> it was you all along. <laughs> it was. So like, it's something I constantly think about. Like, am I alone in this apartment or is there somebody here? Are they hiding under my bed? Or are they hiding in my closet? <laughs> oh my God. What a I nightmare. Mean of places to hide, this would be, like, probably the worst part of pick. Like, honestly, like, your furniture, like, you can't really get under it. <laughs> maybe no. maybe your bed, but, like... It sits real low. You'd have yeah. to be real skinny to fit under there. And if you're skinny enough to fit under there, I can probably take you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was a... That's a scary experience. Ooh. And I'm glad that the uh, OP was okay in this situation. Yeah, yeah, OP, like, wow. Like, way to really trust your instinct there. Like, you trusted Honestly. your gut and kept yourself safe. And, like, that speaks volumes about, like, what you should really listen to yourself, yeah, you know? Yeah, you were so level-headed. Like, thinking to call – and the fact that the police showed up, like, in record timing, thank goodness that happened because this guy was armed. Right. How scary is that? And he didn't know anybody – or that person. I'm sure no, I don't know if it's he or not. That person didn't know that anybody was there and they just right. had that instinct to like, oh, this is wrong. I should go call the cops. Yeah. And it just speaks volumes. I have to wonder if OP is a woman because like it's one of those things where we constantly seem to have our heads on a swivel because that's kind of how we've been trained to operate because like. For example, we got home from the Aeros movie last night and it was probably 11, 1130. By the time I got home, I still had to walk the dog because 
like I said in a past episode, she will not go potty unless I walk her. <laughs> so it's like pitch black. I've got my keys between my fingers. Like I mentioned in the last episode, I got a flashlight in my pocket and like I'm walking this dog at 1130 at night, pitch black, overcast, not a star in the sky. It was frightening to be quite frank. And my head was on a swivel. <laughs> See, this is why I can't do big dogs because, <laughs> like, my dog, Hermes, she does not even like to be outside. So it's like she does out and comes right back in. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're so lucky in that sense. Sage never wants to come in. She wants to be outside all the time. My dog is basically a cat, though. <laughs> so <laughs> My dog is basically a toddler. Look at her looking at oh us Oh, my right gosh. Now. Look at those eyes. <laughs> She knows how much trouble she's been in today, and she's trying to she's trying sweet to talk cute. her way out of it. Mm -hmm. She's staring at us from the couch right now, and it is unreal. Mm -hmm. She's trying <laughs> so hard to be cute right now. You don't have to try to be cute, but it's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. She knows. She does. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, yeah, this is terrifying. Um, there's only 13 comments on it. Anything good? Uh, this first comment says, dude, once you saw the window open, you should have run up and called the cops. You pulled a horror movie small brain move, and I'm very glad you're okay. That's terrifying. Uh, uh, mm. <laughs> I don't think the original poster, like, did anything wrong. They, no. They, didn't they were even, very observant. Yeah. They didn't open the door, and then when they heard a noise, they're like, no, and then they ran. Like, right. there are a million different ways that could have went, but, like. Well, chances are all of this happened within, like, five seconds they saw the window open then they noticed the the closet door open or ajar they heard the noise and they ran i mean that could happen within seconds it's not like they were like investigating the closet or anything so to act like they did anything wrong is kind of well totally unnecessary no need to be an ass <laughs> wow what a crazy one to to start off with. right are you ready for more <laughs> oh um i'm ready but i'm scared <laughs> this next one also comes from the true scary story subreddit and the user has since deleted their profile but it is titled help me i'm lost this is my first post and this is a true story I was living in a rural area in Oklahoma with my mother at a small lake house, and I'm probably 10, 11 at this time. One night, I'm sleeping in my room when I randomly and abruptly wake up for no reason. This was not normal for me, and I felt very uneasy. The only sound I could hear was my mother snoring in the next room on the couch. I rolled over and tried to go back to sleep, but my need to use the bathroom was growing more urgent, so I grudgingly forced myself to head that way. The bathroom's on the other side of the house, around a corner and past the kitchen, and finally down a long hallway on the right. So, after I made the trip and finished my business, I flipped off the light switch and started heading back to bed. That's when I heard the distinct click of the light switch, and I saw the glow of the bathroom light in the hallway. No! <laughs> no! Terrified, I slowly turned around to witness the light in the bathroom start clicking on and off. Click. Click, 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 click. Finally, it shut completely off. In the dark of the hallway, my eyes began to make out a white shape near the end of the hall. No! It was around my size and crouched to the floor. No! 
This one's scary. (laughs) Oh, God. At this point, I'm frozen to the spot as my mind begins realizing that no one else is home except for my mom and myself. Then the white shape began whispering in a quiet man's voice. Help me. I'm lost. I have full body chills running up and down my spine right now. I don't like it. (laughs) I remember wanting to scream for my mom, but I couldn't. And instead, I barely said, no, before this thing starts running at me. (laughs) Before this thing starts running at me on what sounded like all fours. No, 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 no. Make it stop. (laughs) God. I quickly ran through the kitchen and around the corner before running to my sleeping mother, shaking her awake. I remember saying, it's coming, it's coming. And my mother's eyes going from dazed to alert in an instant. She asked me what was going on and I saw her eyes look over my shoulders before she screamed. Remembering her scream still makes my blood run cold. Never had I heard pure terror like that in my life, even to this day. She grabs me by the arms and pulls me into my room and slams the door. She holds me in her arms with her back pressed against the door as we listen. It sounded like this thing was running around in circles in the kitchen. We could hear hands and feet slapping against the tile. The kitchen had a sliding glass door on the outside, which sounded like it was thrown open, then slammed. We sat there horrified until daybreak. I was sent to my grandmother's in the next town for a while after that and never set foot in that house again. Years later, my mother said that she went walking around the property after the incident and came across a small burial site with three headstones that each belonged to children from the early 1900s. It freaks me out because what I heard that night was a man's voice, but it was so unnatural. My mom still will not tell me what she saw behind me and what it was that made her scream. She tells me she's afraid it will know we're talking about it and it will come back. This is the first of many weird things that have happened in my life. I am horrified. This gives me chills like I've never had before. This one is so scary. (laughs) I never want to experience that in my entire life. I would just die right there. (laughs) Right. I think I would just collapse. Take me off the planet. (laughs) I don't want to be here anymore with that thing that runs around on all fours. Nope. 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 So you know how like you have like fight or flight? I think I would just have freeze. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. I would just I, I think I would just have like I, I would die. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. I would just I would be deceased on the spot. <laughs> Someone said, I agree with your mother and would not speak of it out loud. I I think I agree with that. Like that's yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I still have chills. Like, I can't explain. I have, like, goosebumps coming up on my arms. This comment says, I believe you encountered a cryptid called Crawler. They're humanoids that are around seven plus feet tall, pale white, with abnormally long arms that can get down on all fours and run, which is why they're called that. They live in caves, underground, or abandoned places deep in the woods. They are curious and predatory as well. It is also believed they can imitate human voices, but they sound off like it's not really human. That is horrifying. And, you know, I've heard a lot of stories about cryptids um, 
morbid a, a podcast it's a very popular podcast a lot of you may have heard of it um they occasionally will do a um an episode about cryptids and i've heard some really creepy shit on there but oh my god this is the stuff of nightmare this this is nightmare fuel right here <laughs> like i i like cryptids like I, i'm really into cryptids like learning about them and stuff but this is so creepy. This this is like beyond. Uh, if I walked out into my kitchen and living room and I saw that, I I, I yeah. would die. I don't know <laughs> right. how else to say it. <laughs> I would like... just die. Like, sorry, rogue sage, you're on your own because I'm just gonna die. <laughs> right. I'd just be like, sorry. Like, I guess the animals have to figure things out. <laughs> Please be nice to my puppy and kitty. Right. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. I don't. I don't even know what else to say about that. That's just terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. But I knew I had to share it with you. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to like watch some funny TV tonight because this is giving me the chills. Like, yeah. I am so uneasy right now. <laughs> I'll probably fall asleep till you know Law and Order SVU. <laughs> I've been I've been watching Ugly Betty lately and it's so good. I've never watched this show before. I don't know what drew me to it, but it's actually so good. <laughs> I've never watched that, but I'll have to check it out. It's good. It's got um some outdated language, but it was, you know, it's an older show. But it's got, you know, like trans issues in it and like addresses a lot of different discrimination against like um, trans people and against um, people of color because Betty and her family are Mexican and it addresses like immigration type stuff. It's actually really good. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and for the time period that it came out, it's, I don't, it's just like very progressive, I think. That's really cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'd like it. And it's funny. I like it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, with that, I think we should move on to our next story. Yeah, let's. I hope it's not as terrifying as this. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know if I can handle any more like this. <laughs> I have to sleep alone tonight, Jordan. Sorry. <laughs> this next one comes from the True Scary Stories subreddit from a user who has since deleted their account titled Traumatizing Night Shift. True story. This is probably the creepiest, most unexplainable thing that has ever happened to me. I used to work overnight as a security guard at the local port. Usually none of the port workers would stay overnight except for the safety official. I wouldn't be on the shift alone since the site has a radius of nearly two miles. Overnight, usually there would be three guards, including me. Since the area was fairly big, there were different posts, but front gate was the main entrance area where all the guards would be stationed overnight since there was no need to put them in other posts due to the fact there was no activity in the site at this time. The veteran guards that have been there for years would often say that the site was haunted, given the fact that there have been, been accidents and deaths that occurred in the area a long time ago. I was aware that people died there due to free, freak accidents, and I do believe in angels and demons since I'm actually a religious person. But I always thought that the superiors were just messing around with the new guys. I would work five to six nights out of the week, and for the first few weeks, I never really saw or heard anything out of the ordinary, except for maybe a few questionable creaks 
and would see a few misplaced objects while doing my patrol rounds. But nothing too crazy. Just to describe the setting to you, this is a fairly big site on, and on occasion, when there were big projects being constructed at the port, the workers would sometimes stay overnight. Due to the fact that there were times where the port workers were required to stay at the port for a few days, there's a gym on the site for their convenience. This gym is fairly old. In the gym, there's a sauna, weights, and even a racquetball court. If you don't know what racquetball court is, it's similar to an indoor tennis court with thin plastered walls and thick glass doors. Usually on our patrol rounds, me and one of the other guards, Mike, would stop by the gym and play a few rounds of racquetball before returning back to the front gate. On one of those nights, me and Mike decided to hit a full workout instead of playing racquetball in the cage. This is around 2.30 a.m. and the entire building is so quiet that you can hear the electricity running through the lights. The air conditioner is off and so is everything else. The only thing that's running are the lights. 15 to 20 minutes into the workout, we hear a loud thump. We crossed it off as nothing and continued working out. Then, after a few more minutes, we heard the loud thump once more. At first, we thought it was our lieutenant, who could have been walking around. But then we raided him and he gave us his location, which was front gate. We tried thinking logically on what could be making those thumps on the wall. They were coming from the court on the other side. We thought it was the air conditioner, but then we remembered that it was off, and even when it switched on during the day, there are no reports of thumps coming from the air conditioner. After a few more minutes, the thumps started occurring one right after the another. We were very creeped out at this point, but what we were about to witness still scares the absolute shit out of me till this day. We started to approach the other side of the gym to where the glass door was. We turned on the flashlight and we aimed it towards the clear glass door and I got chills all over my body and I started tearing, tearing so much out of fear that I was about to cry. We saw one of the balls slowly rolling by itself inside the court, but there was no one in there. So that means the loud thumps were the balls mysteriously being tossed on the wall as if someone or something was playing inside the cage. We were both so confused and frightened to how this was really happening. We couldn't make sense of any of it. We were scared shitless, and we started yelling and running away because we knew that there was probably something evil toying with us right there. As we sprinted full speed back to the front gate, the lieutenant saw us and asked why we were tearing and running in the ridiculous manner. We told him what we witnessed, and his facial expression scared us even more. He then said, that's why there's always guards that quit often. There's something evil in that area. And it's not the first time that something that bad has happened here. He then showed us security footage of dark figures and shadows literally passing through the office areas and lights mysteriously switching on and off. Till this day, I still get chills recounting my experience with my friends and family. And I'm even getting chills right now as I'm typing this. I have never had a real encounter with the supernatural until that night. Many say that it was a demonic presence messing around. Others say it was a ghost of a dead person who died in the area. I don't know what it was, but I didn't last long in the job after that. There were other experiences, but I'll send those later. Again, I have chills. And, like, I'm just going to say this right now. We do not claim this energy. 
absolutely not. Mm-mm. Nope. Keep it nope. out of here. <laughs> we don't claim this energy. You are not welcome here. No. Um, this is so terrifying. And if I had to work anywhere at night, I'd probably quit and find a job at day <laughs> during the day. Because yeah. like ugh. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> no, especially not after that. Like they're just out here throwing balls at the wall. <laughs> and maybe that's not evil, but I don't know. It's kind of funny to think about, like, what if it's just, like, two ghost buddies? And they're like, we should mess with them. I mean, <laughs> if I was a ghost, probably same. Right. Like, <laughs> like, like, as a human, that's terrifying. But, like, if I was a ghost, like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> right. I'd imagine that if I was a ghost, I would be the biggest nuisance in the world. I would find it so <laughs> funny to mess with people. <laughs> Uh, how very Leo of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I am who I am. And I love you. There's somebody pulling in right now. And they're like right outside my window. Can y'all go away? I'm already freaked out. <laughs> we should have done this first. <laughs> right. <laughs> we waited until it was. Uh, we went on an adventure today. Okay. Yeah, we went thrifting today, which if you guys follow us on TikTok, you will see that. Yeah, we're going to do a nice thrift haul. We got some really cool stuff. Really good deals. Um, but Had a lot of fun, but we did it before recording so that we could get to the stores before they close. But now it's late and we're recording spooky stories. At night. At night. <laughs> it's almost 8 o'clock. It's pitch black outside and I'm a little bit scared. Yeah. I'm not like super thrilled about my drive home right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, back to this story, like. I'm serious. If I worked anywhere during a night shift and shit like this was happening, I'd quit. I don't care. I'd quit. I'd find another job working during the day because I don't want that energy to come home with me. Like, you don't know what kind of energy will attach to you um, and what kind of spirits they might be. And so it's just like, that's why I say we don't claim this because I don't want it in here. And maybe I might burn some some herbs tonight or something. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I don't know, like, I I would quit, too. <laughs> like, I wouldn't mess with that. I Survival of the fittest, I guess, because, like, if you're going to stay and mess with that, that's on you. <laughs> like, right, right. And then OP wised up, um, they quit. Absolutely. They did the right thing, in my opinion. I'm interested to see what these other experiences are, because they didn't share them, but apparently there were more. So that's really interesting. It looks like people in the comments are just, like, sharing their experiences. And- Someone said doesn't sound evil, which I wonder if that person was like, that ghost is just, like, a little prankster. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what we said. Yeah. There's nothing about it that feels inherently evil aside from maybe, like, some dark shadows or whatever. But I don't know if that really equates to being evil. I think that we have a tendency when something is unknown to kind of assume the worst about it. Right. And that might not be fair. I mean, not all spirits are evil, but if you get a bad vibe from them, I mean, that energy could be what you're feeding off of. And um, if it's negative energy, then that could be where they're getting that from. Uh, I like this comment. It says, nice, good stuff, man. It occurs to me that after ignoring the first several noises, they increased in frequency. Not trying to be a tough guy here, but doesn't the possibility that whatever caused it was hard up for attention? 
I mean, to say that in most of these experiences, the activity seems to center around unnerving people. Like a child playing tricks, it seems like entities are primarily interested in spooking us. I think that says a lot about both their frame of mind and limitations. I'm not at all saying I don't get scared now and then, but it always reassured me to think that in most instances, the source just wants a reaction. At the end of the day, that's a pretty childish motivation. Yeah, I mean, it could be something attention-seeking. And, you know, if there was somebody there trying to communicate with the spirit, they could probably get to the root of what it is. I mean, it could be somebody just trying to get someone's attention to be able to communicate. It could be somebody trying to scare you. It could be somebody just trying to mess with you. Who knows? And we don't know. And I think that it's okay that it did scare you, though. And I think it's okay that you left that job because you should not be scared when you go to work. No, no. And, you know, to be honest, I would probably be pretty freaked out to work in my office building alone at night. Not that I've had a weird experience there. It's just kind of a creepy space. It's not, like, something that's overly inviting. And so, like... I think that, you know, working at night would probably really get to me. I'd be on edge and, again, have my head on a swivel. And so... I mean, I think just as humans, if you break it down to, like, the beginning of man, you had to be alert and attentive, especially at night, because there were, like, creatures actively hunting you. So that's a normal reaction to be, like, very aware of your surroundings. Right, right. And I think what's so scary about the darkness and the nighttime is the absence of light and the absence of the ability to like be able to see your surroundings. And so anything could come at you from anywhere and you wouldn't see it coming because, you know, it's dark. And so <laughs> I think that's why so many of us have this like fear of darkness and like, You know, when I walk my dog alone during the day, I don't really have any fears. Whereas when I walk my dog alone during the night, I am, you know, a lot more alert and freaked out by a lot more things. And right now, of course, everybody's decorating for Halloween. So I walk by some of these houses and they have some creepy decorations and it's just elevated at night (laughs) when you're already like terrified. And so like there's somebody who has one of those like giant 12 foot um, skeletons outside their house and it's got like glowing eyes and Sage is not a fan. (laughs) Oh man, I want one of those so bad. (laughs) I know, I would dress it up. I love the people that dress theirs up. And and it doesn't really freak me out, but at night when the eyes are glowing, it is a little bit daunting. Like it's kind of like, is that thing going to start moving toward me? Like, <laughs> like, imagine you didn't know what that was and you just saw some glowing oh eyes. God, it would, would freak you out. Right, right. And my, and my poor dog, I mean. Yeah, I mean, that would be scary. Like, what is that? Like, right. that's huge. <laughs> I know. And there's nothing that will freak me out faster than when I'm walking her at night. And suddenly she'll stop on the sidewalk and she'll look in somebody's, like, backyard and just start barking or growling or something. And I'm like, Mm-mm. girl, you can't do that. Nope. Nope, we don't do that. We, no, we're going home. No, <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're done. I don't care. Poop in the house. I don't yep. care. We're done. <laughs> so, yeah, there's just something about darkness that just has like this extra level of unknown, and the unknown can be really scary. Absolutely. So, well, these have been some uh, 
real creepy stories, but uh, I have a couple of my own to share with you. Ooh, I'm excited to hear. So let's get into that. So these last few stories that we've been sharing have all been Reddit stories, but I have a couple of my own uh, experiences. Uh, today I learned that Jordan does not know about one of them. So, And I'm really excited to hear this. It, it's funny that you're so excited because this was such a creepy experience. I know but it's like, like really like I'm not like now excited that, it's that it happened, but like right. <laughs> I want to know. Right like, now that it's behind me, I'm like, oh my god, bitch, you have to hear what happened to me. <laughs> okay, so a little background about me. Um, grew up, born and raised in Cincinnati, but for a couple of years, I actually moved down to Florida. I lived in Miami for a little under a year and then i moved up to the daytona beach area for about a year maybe a little over a year and so of all of the places i've lived between miami daytona northern kentucky cincinnati in all of these areas i've never lived in a more dangerous area than daytona beach florida and i know that probably sounds wild to people because most people think like Daytona Beach, you know, just a big touristy area. It's very much a college town because there's three colleges there. Um, a lot of people, you know, vacation there growing up. I vacation there growing up, which is kind of why I wanted to move there. Um, but there were several incidences that happened when I lived there that just, I, I don't even know, the whole state of Florida tried to kill me. I mean, I, I'm so glad you made it out of Florida. <laughs> honestly, I like, am I'm, I'm kind of shocked that I made it out of Florida with everything that happened to me. I, I mean, mean, you got hit, like, you were walking and got hit by a car how many times? <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's uh, more than once, which is already too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, two months after I moved to Miami, I was T-boned by a drunk driver in a, um, in a, like a, little intersection on some back roads my car was totaled i'm honestly shocked that the three of us who were in the car made it out alive um the guy got out of the car he wasn't wearing shoes his eyes were bloodshot he was stumbling around like it just and the cop did nothing about it so. of course of course because that guy was obviously either drunk or on drugs or both something strung out on something should not have been driving at the very minimum no and he and he was at fault he well they said i was at fault because i had a stop sign at the intersection but this guy i mean the speed limit was 25 this guy hit my car so hard and so and he was going so fast i mean he was going at least 60 miles an hour on a 25 that's so scary. and the cop would not like investigate that at all of course not. Um, mm -mm. He hit my SUV that was larger than his vehicle so hard that he knocked me across the intersection into somebody's yard, snapped the axle on my car, and then still after hitting my car, drove his car up a tree. Up a tree. What? He was going that fast that even after impacting my car, he still managed to drive his car halfway up a tree. There's no way that was 25 miles per hour. No. No way. And, and then he gets out of the car, stumbling, bloodshot eyes. He's not wearing shoes. Like, he's slurring his words. The cop does nothing about it. That's 
so disappointing. Right. And so then uh, a couple weeks later, I was riding a scooter on my way to work. Um, At that time, I didn't have a car because mine was totaled. And I so I was riding the bus most of the way to work, but then I would hop off and get on one of those like bird scooters to go the rest of the way because it was faster than taking the bus. I mean, the bus took me like an hour and a half to get from my apartment to uh, my office building. And so I would get on one of those scooters and I'd ride the rest of the way to the office. And um, I was driving down, I think it was driving, riding down like Third Street for anybody who's in Miami. Um, I don't know if that's the exact street. Anyway, and all of a sudden, like there's four lanes of dead stop traffic, like bumper to bumper on Third And this truck was in a parking lot across the street from where I was riding the scooter down the sidewalk. And he cut across all four lanes of traffic through these dead stopped cars and sped into the parking lot that I was passing on the scooter and hit me with his truck. I mean, he was driving on a Ford F-150. I fell to the ground. He ran over my hand with oh his my tire. God. And like, I just remember picking my hand up and seeing tire tracks. It was my left hand. I'm looking at it right now. Seeing tire tracks on the back of my hand. And then I just start wiggling my fingers around because I can't even believe that nothing happened to it. I remember the feeling of that tire going over my hand. And it's a miracle that he didn't break every bone in my hand. I'm shocked, honestly, that you did nothing was wrong like i, I don't know if it was like dirty I, <laughs> right i had some bruises and scratches i mean i still have the pictures in my phone from the bruising that i had but that's it the ambulance showed up the cops never did miami police y'all gotta step it up man how many step stories here are the cops just completely failing to do their job I, I, all of them in miami like, <laughs> that's a disaster i i guess we shouldn't be surprised because florida but I am still surprised. Right. Like, it, it's just like, come on, y'all got to step it up. But they didn't show up. The ambulance comes. They hand me an ice pack. Tell me I look fine and leave. What? And so I'm just standing there in shock. And I'm like, okay, I guess I need to get to work then. And I walk to work. I walk in and I sit down at my desk and my coworker looks at me, sees I look a little rough, and is like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, I just got hit by a truck. And I'm still in shock. It still hadn't sank in. He oh, went, my God. Right. He went and told my boss. And my boss comes in and goes, Katie, did you just get hit by a truck? And I was like, oh. yeah. Oh. And just break down crying. And he's like, why are you here? I was like. Because I don't have health insurance. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I was like, and honestly, I'm fine. I'm just really shaken up. And like, at that point, the shock wore off and the reality set in. I started sobbing. And then I just went to work. Like, I just worked. I did my job. And so 
that's like probably the most shocking part of this. You just went to work. <laughs> like, let's talk about capitalism for a second. Right. Like, if if I got my friend Francisco on here right now, like he loves that story, and he's always like, "You should use that in job interviews." <laughs> really? I got hit by a. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I Honestly, have. Like, the work ethic there to, you were like you literally literally got hit by a car and were like brushing yourself off and just went to oh, work well gotta make that money bills like, aren't gonna pay themselves because like it wouldn't have been me nope <laughs> oh god and like and i wasn't thinking clearly at all i was in so much shock and nobody was like doing anything to really like help me in this situation like the emts give me an ice pack and leave the cops don't show up like the guy wasn't there i mean he didn't stop for me so it's like wait he he hit you and then he left so he hit and run uh, it was a hit and run i mean the miracle of it all is like i was fine and thank goodness i didn't really need medical attention but like it would have been really nice to like have some sort of comfort at that point in time. <laughs> right. We haven't even gotten into like your actual no, story. No, this is just the lead up because Florida <laughs> tried to kill me so many times. So after some other crazy shit happened in Miami and some hardships with cost of living there, uh, we packed up, we moved up to Daytona thinking, you know, it would be easier on us. Um, maybe a little more affordable but man no uh, people in miami told me you know oh daytona is a rough place like i would never want to live there and stuff and i was like listen i grew up vacationing here i love daytona it's like a second home to me so i moved there with this expectation that like it would be more of the florida living experience that i wanted but (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) so So the neighborhood I lived in was um, in the middle of three colleges all in Daytona. And um, those colleges were Daytona State, uh, which is the local community college there, Embry-Riddle Aeronautical College, which is a pretty famous like flight school, um, lots of different programs there. It's a good school. And then Bethune-Cookman College, which is like a smaller private school. And... So the neighborhood that I lived in was a little more on the rough side. Uh, it was, it had a kind of a reputation for being, you know, a little heavier in crime and drugs and things like that. Right. Um, you know, a lot of times you walk around and see just like heroin needles on the ground. It was, it was so Ugh, sad. That's devastating. So sad. Um, and unfortunately, because of everything that happened in Miami, I still didn't have a car. So I was walking everywhere and it's not a very walkable space and the public transport in Daytona is limited to say the least. So there was around the block from me, a save a lot grocery store. Um, that's where I did most of our grocery shopping. Cause it was just the most convenient place for me to walk to and carry the groceries back. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was, right around the time that COVID started. Um, And so, you know, I was trying to avoid the bus a lot and I was walking a lot more. And um, so one day I went to the grocery by myself. I think my 
husband at the time was at work and uh wow (laughs) 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 you're trying to tell this spooky story i just i can't take anything seriously (laughs) um and so i was on my own and i went over and i did a grocery shopping and I had like these four large bags full of groceries that I was carrying. I was hulking these suckers. I mean, your girl was getting ripped while she was in Daytona because like <laughs> carrying that stuff. I mean, it was probably about a half a mile I had to walk with it. It wasn't oh my anything gosh. too crazy, but um, it was heavy. I mean, I, I was trying to knock my grocery shopping out on one trip. So I am walking past... Um, so there's a save a lot, then you cross the main strip and there's an auto zone and then a block down was where my house was. So it probably wasn't even a half mile, but I was walking past this auto zone and I noticed this light blue, like kind of rusty, almost minivan with a little plastic taxi sign on top passes by me as I'm walking by this auto zone. And I noticed that, so they were going the opposite direction, um, toward the save a lot that I had just left that I was walking and they pull into the auto zone parking lot and they turn around and they pull up next to me. And I'm just like trying to ignore them and they roll down the window and they're just at a crawl next to me that's scary and um the guy's like hi do you need a ride and i was like oh no i'm good i'm almost home i've got it you know i'm i'm okay but i appreciate it but he doesn't like take my no for an answer so he keeps crawling next to me and he's like oh no i'm going that way i'll give you a ride just get in and i was like uh, no, I'm okay. I'm really, I'm, I'm just right up here. I'm okay. I, I don't need a ride, but thank you. And I thought, you know, saying no twice would be enough for him to take no for an answer. And it isn't. And he's like insisting I get in the car. And I noticed like the next block up, there was like some construction workers working on something and so i'm getting freaked out because this guy is just creeping alongside of me i can tell it's not a taxi he doesn't have a meter in the van and this little sign on top of his car looks like one that you could just get at like off of amazon or something i mean it doesn't look legit Mm-mm. at all and, and no taxi driver is gonna like just like roll up and start offering rides to people like you you want to get paid for that i mean i know so <laughs> I'll let you finish your story. Then I have one. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm freaking out and he's like insisting I get in the car and I finally just start yelling. I said, no, I'm not getting in your fucking car. Leave me alone. And he like takes off. He speeds off away from where I'm actually going. Mind you, remember he said, I'm going that way. I'm going the way you're going, but he wasn't when he Mm -mm. passed me, he was going the opposite direction. And when he sped off, he passed my street up like completely and just took off. So like 
had I gotten in that van, I might not be sitting here right now. <laughs> he probably definitely had some really bad intentions, and that's terrifying. And I'm so glad that you did not get into that vehicle. I'm telling you, like, as a woman, you always have to be alert. It's so scary, but, like, who knows? I mean, my family doesn't live in Daytona. I don't have any family down there. I had a couple of friends that lived there, and I had my ex. And so, who was going to be able to find me? Right. That's so scary. So, y'all, don't get in cars that you don't recognize. If you didn't order an Uber, don't get in a car. (laughs) Mentioning that... Um, when I was in college, I studied abroad for about a month or so in China, which is a really cool experience. But, um, one night we actually caught like the last like train back to where our hotel was. And it's still like a good distance away, but that late at night, they just don't have like taxis that run, but they have illegal taxis. And, yeah, and, like, we got in the back of some person's car. (laughs) And, like, I was with, like, my ex at the time and, like, a group of people. But, like, how poorly could that have ended? (laughs) Like, we just got into a complete stranger's car in China, like, completely, literally the other side of the world. (laughs) That's wild. I just – it's shocking to think about that. Like, that's something I did. Like, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's just scary to think, like, had I not been more alert, and this is a time where I was very heavily getting into true crime podcasts, and so I'm grateful for, like, Crime Junkie and Morbid, because they really had me thinking a lot more clearly about, like, self-preservation, and so had I not been alert and really paid attention to my surroundings and been too trusting, I mean... I'm not going to lie. My arms were tired. It was the middle of summer in Florida. It was boiling hot. I was exhausted from carrying these heavy bags and I didn't have far to go. Like it would have been easy for me to be like, yeah, thank you for the offer. Right. I can definitely see how someone would willingly do that. Yeah. But I'm glad you didn't. Me too. (laughs) Ugh. How scary. I wouldn't be right here telling the story anymore. Um, So... Yeah, that was just one of the many scary things that happened. <laughs> a few of the scary things right. that happened in Florida, honestly. Um, I just, I don't think Florida is a place people should live anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, they're a different breed down there, that's for sure. <laughs> I've personally never been to Florida, and I probably never will at this point. <laughs> like, between, like, the politics and then the stories I've heard from yeah. you, like, I'm good. I'm, I, I'm. I don't know that I would live there again. I definitely would visit. I mean, there are parts of Florida that I absolutely love, and I do have friends down there, and I love my friends. But I don't know that I have any desire to ever live there again. Since he's home, and I'll probably stay here. <laughs> good. I want you to stay here. Right. But I got one more for you. Okay. This comes from my Northern Kentucky days. Okay, so my my uh, final spooky story for this episode um, comes from my Newport days. I used to live in Newport, Kentucky. It's um, this beautiful, like, historic town in northern Kentucky that you can see downtown Cincinnati. It's directly across the river from it. 
lots of fun things to do there, like the aquarium, and there's a movie theater. Mm. You should definitely go. Newport on the Levee is a hop-in place. They have just, like, completely revamped it. It is so cool. I love it. And there's also Hofbra House there, which mm. is, like, one of my favorite restaurants in the world. Fun fact, we actually have the second largest Hofbra House and most famous in the entire world, only second to Munich, Germany itself. So amazing. And it's definitely a place worth going to. Yeah. But lots of fun things in Newport. But I used to live in Newport, right down the road from the levee. I lived in a building that I later found out was like originally like an old convent. Oh, it was right across the street from this gorgeous Catholic church. Like, not a churchgoer, not religious, but this church was beautiful. And so, like, it was a really beautiful view to be able to look out our bedroom window and just, like, see this church. Like, honestly, it was gorgeous. Um, I, I'm a I'm a sucker for pretty architecture, though. There's so much yeah. of it in Newport. And you can definitely, like, even if it's not, like, necessarily your thing, appreciate it for what it is. Right, appreciate the history and the beauty and the, the just ornate architecture is just gorgeous and so was this building i lived in i mean like i said it was an old convent building and it it could have used a little bit of sprucing up but it was still a beautiful building yeah i know i never made it to that apartment but like i saw all the pictures of it and it was just gorgeous yeah yeah it's a beautiful place it had a lot of character it did it did and that's what i loved about it i had like this archway i I love the archway. i know i called it my harry potter arch because it definitely gave off some like hogwarts vibes um i really miss that place but anyway i have never ever ever had paranormal experiences before i don't know if it's because i've never really been open to them or if i've just never been in a position to have one until i lived in this building Oh my gosh, I'm terrified. (laughs) My downstairs neighbors actually had a lot of stories about like voices they heard and their water turning on and things like that in Mm -mm. their apartment. And so like I used to talk to them about it. And Kelsey, if you're listening, hey girl, how you doing? We got to do (laughs) lunch again soon. That was fun. But um, we used to swap stories about like things that would happen in our apartments. And so at night, so to kind of give you a layout This was like a thousand square foot apartment. It was huge. Our bathroom was on one side and our bedroom was on the complete opposite side. And we had this huge living room space that, um, and and then like two hallways that set them apart. And so in the middle of the night, if you had to get up to go to the bathroom, you had to walk clear across the entire apartment. And like I said, it was huge. I mean, it would swallow my current apartment. It never failed that when I would walk to the bathroom in the middle of the night from the bedroom, when I walked through the living room, I would just get like these chills. And it would always be coming from like one corner of the room that I just like, it felt like something was watching me that's absolutely terrifying i don't like it i don't claim that energy i don't claim that energy either no and yeah so it wasn't something i thought about a lot until i started having the dreams Mm. and this only has ever happened to me in this one apartment never happened to me again after i moved out of there never happened to me before i moved in there and at one point i did burn um some herbs and do a smoke cleanse in the apartment to try to get the energy out 
and it worked shortly but then it came back oh my gosh oh so these dreams would be and there's a part of this that's going to make you cackle i promise but okay <laughs> <laughs> i would be sleeping me and my ex-husband would be sleeping this yeah. is the dream or you're no I, okay. this is like i'm setting the scene okay here. so <laughs> i'd be asleep and he'd be sleeping next to me but all of a sudden like it felt like kind of almost like an out-of-body experience or something where like in the dream i was sleeping too and then all of a sudden i would feel like this paralysis and somebody said that this might be sleep paralysis i don't really know i'm still kind of learning about sleep paralysis but this is the only place i've ever experienced it but suddenly like my body would be like frozen in this like white spirit of some sort i'm getting goosebumps just telling this story this like white spirit or something would manifest over our bed right over top of where my ex was sleeping and i would just be frozen staring at it and then all of a sudden it would fly down into me oh my god and it oh was my god. i could feel it and every single time this happened three times every time i jumped out of bed in real life screaming my head off to the point where I was like swatting to try to swat this thing away. And in real life, I'm actually like beating the hell out of my ex. <laughs> I'm just smacking the shit out of him. And he's like, what, what are you doing? And I'm freaking out. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what's happening. Like I just had a bad dream or something, but like, I, I feel my heart rate like going up right now just thinking about it because like it was just so tangible. That's terrifying. Oh my God. So like when in the the spirit, I guess, would like enter you, like you were paralyzed, like you couldn't move. Right. Well, oh. I was like paralyzed as it was like hovering over our bed. Mm -hmm. So it was like it was like staring down at us. Oh, my God. And then suddenly it would swoop down right into my chest. And that's when I would like jump out of bed in real life screaming. And I mean, like blood curdling screams, smacking at him, like just trying to get this thing away from me. Like I, I went into full fight mode, y'all. If you ever want to oh. know if you're going to go into fight or flight, I was in fight mode. I was ready to just, I was ready to throw hands. I was throwing hands. <laughs> you literally did. <laughs> and so that happened to me three times. And after that, I saged the apartment. I don't know if it was sage. I don't, I don't typically burn sage because of the problematic nature mm -hmm. but um i think it was cedar i i did so a, a cedar wand i i smoked cleansed the apartment yeah. and for a while it worked for a while like the energy was a lot lighter in the apartment and i didn't have the dream for a while and then after a couple of months i had it again i smoked cleansed again same thing and then I had it one more time before mm -mm. we moved out of there. Ugh. And that is the only time I've ever had an experience like that. But I tell you, it was so palpable. I don't know what it was, but it was so scary. That's so terrifying. I have chills right now. I hate this. 
I wish I did not have the information that I have. <laughs> <laughs> and again, we don't claim this energy. Stay yes. the hell out of here. Yes, we absolutely <laughs> do not claim this. You go somewhere else. <laughs> right, exactly. But yeah, so I've had some wild experiences over the last few years. Some human in nature and some not. I don't know. <laughs> mentioning sleep paralysis i've only had that happen once but it was one of the most terrifying things has ever happened to me yeah yeah um again morbid that's where i heard about sleep paralysis originally they talk about it a lot on there and they've both experienced it quite a bit Mm -hmm. and the thought of it is so scary to me when i had it i remember i was dreaming and in this dream a male figure in my life was trigger warning r-wording me like repeatedly and i couldn't move and then i realized i was dreaming and i woke up and i couldn't move yeah and i was so scared and i was laying in bed next to derek and i couldn't move and i was trying to like hit him or get his attention but i couldn't move and i couldn't even talk yeah. But I was trying to get his attention and I vividly remember it. And when I finally like came out of it and could move my body, I could not sleep the rest of the night. It was terrifying. You know, now that you put it that way, I've had those experiences where I've had like a nightmare. And when I wake up, my body just refuses to move and I just lay in the same position, like freaking out. And so like if that's sleep, sleep paralysis, I've actually experienced that a lot that's it's scary it's just so scary and i would not wish it on anybody because it is it is so terrifying to be so out of control of your body right all you want to do is be able to move and like feel that you're okay and you're just stuck and you're like oh my god what's happening to me right now yeah i've had that happen several times so if that's what sleep paralysis is then yeah i've experienced that my whole life i'm so sorry that you've ever experienced it because i i really hate that anybody has ever felt that way and like i've heard the scientific reasoning behind it but i hate it i don't like it i don't want it like (laughs) i feel like we need to do some research on this and maybe like do a deep dive in an episode sometime yes absolutely i would love to see some reddit stories about it just to kind of see like what other people experience with that yes we can definitely add it to the list and listeners if you have any stories that you'd like to include we would love to hear them and share them with our listeners our audience yeah i mean eventually we hope to have like a big enough listener base that we could do like listener tale episodes because we would love to be able to share that with you all but that's kind of all i have um as far as like my spooky stories for now i'm sure i could tell a million more but uh maybe we'll save those for a part two episode yes i think that's a good idea hi rogue we have a a guest joining us rogue the cat she's staring at us from the chair sitting across across from from us us please don't chew on the wires (laughs) i think she really wants to join i know she's like um i need attention (laughs) But with that, I guess we will finish off this episode. As always, every like, share, comment, everything helps us, and we appreciate them all. Right. And definitely check us out on social media, um, Brew of a Kind or Brew of a Kind Pod. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We've been doing a lot of fun stuff on TikTok. If you didn't see our ghost video last week, what are you doing? Go check it out. Yes, we would love for you to join us on there and really get to know us and our personalities. 
Right. We've been trying to do a lot of content on there that just kind of showcases how much fun we have together. <laughs> um, so we've got some Swifty stuff on there. We've got some stuff related to our episodes. We're going to be doing more of like the getting to know us stuff. Um, and we'll definitely do our thrift haul on there as yes. well. But I think it's about time for us to wrap this episode up this week. So, again, find us on anywhere but Apple Podcasts because I'm still working with support to get us <laughs> on there. Um, and we'll catch you next week for our next episode. But until next time. This has been Brew of a Kind. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.